You're listening to Love and War with David Harwood. This is a weekly podcast where David offers spiritual insights that are aimed to enhance your relationship with God, yourself, and others. If you are edified by what you hear, please recommend this podcast to people you love. Now, here's David. Hope for the church. You are a participant in what God is building, a transnational, transtemporal community of believers. He has plans for the church. Therefore, we can have hope for the church. Let's expect the Lord to restore his body in the areas of corporate character, community, charismata, and calling. Having a hope-filled vision of the church's destiny is important. Our hopes in this regard help guide our decisions and efforts in daily life. These hopes enable us to chart the direction of our futures. Personally, I don't think we expect enough. Do you? For instance, do you expect that today, I mean the day you are hearing this, that you will do greater works than Jesus? I confess, I don't. I do think it is a remote possibility, but I could not say that I have a vibrant expectation for this to be fulfilled in my life today. Neither do I expect it to be the common testimony of the transnational body of the Messiah today. From my observation, although there are remnants of people contending for this reality, most believers have given up. They have, quote, decided against God's promises, Romans 4, 20 the complete Jewish Bible. Hope deferred has weakened their hearts. In fact, many try to explain away what Jesus promised. Here are the words of God incarnate. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own initiative, but the Father abiding in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, Otherwise, believe because of the works themselves. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. John 14, 10-14. Take a look at a promise that is embedded in this section of Scripture. Do we expect this? John 14, 13 and 14. Whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. These verses are enough to make me lament and cry out, I do believe, help my unbelief. In fact, I can call on the Lord and confess the corporate nature of this unbelief. Still, despite all disappointments, this principle remains, and all things you ask in prayer believing, you will receive. Matthew 21, 22. 
It is obvious that many have given up on these promises. The cry for the kingdom has become a sigh of resignation. Now, the Lord said that if a city does not heed the proclamation of the kingdom, his disciples should shake the dust off their feet. That reminds me of a resiliency necessary to renew our faith in his words and decide to expect God to answer. At the very least, we should wipe doubt's dust, born of disappointment, from our souls and reach out to God once again. Those who have labored in prayer for the apparently impossible can get exhausted. Isaiah 49, 4a. But I said, I have toiled in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing and vanity. However, the second half of that verse shows a resilient hope. Yet surely the justice due to me is with the Lord, and my reward with my God. Isaiah 49, 4b. Also, and this is important, God said that seeking him is not in vain. Isaiah 45, 19, New English translation reads, I have not spoken in secret in some hidden place. I did not tell Jacob's descendants, seek me in vain. I am the Lord, the one who speaks honestly, who makes reliable announcements. It is worth mentioning that, like those climbing to the summit of Everest, there are believers who, at different points in their lives, have believed and received the outcome of these promises. I refuse to allow the Messiah's words to be disregarded in my own life. I will continue to contend. I have hope that these words will yet be fulfilled throughout the world through his church. I have hope for the church and challenge us to consider God's ability to perform his will. He promised and he will fulfill his word. I have hope for the church. I believe the church will fulfill the Messiah's mandate to bring the gospel to all nations. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you, and, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. We are God's means to bring in the fullness of the Gentiles. I have hope for the church because he is with us to empower us to accomplish this. A partial hardening has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. Romans 11:25b. I have hope for the church. Jesus has given gifted people to his body to bring us to maturity. Ephesians 4:11 through 13. And he gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of the Messiah until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of the Messiah. 
These ministries are being restored by the Holy Spirit, and the Lord is using them to restore his body. I confess that at times I'm distressed by some crass immaturity in their expression. However, I am not dismayed. They are like a cloud the size of a man's hand, and I hope and anticipate that there will be a deluge of liberating, empowering, equipping of the Messiah's body. Speaking of a deluge, I have hope that this process will be accompanied by the renewed outpouring of the Spirit all over the world. And it shall be in the last days, God says, that I will pour forth of my Spirit on all mankind. Acts 2, 17a. As a result, I have hope that the church will come into an expression of fullness that will provoke Israel to jealousy. Romans 10, 19b. Moses says, I will make you jealous by that which is not a nation. By a nation without understanding will I anger you. I anticipate a world-stunning return of the Jewish people to God through the Messiah, Jesus. Romans 11, 12, and 15. Now if their transgression is riches for the world, and their failure is riches for the Gentiles, how much more will their fulfillment be? For if their rejection is the reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? I have hope for the church to hasten the day of God. I expect there will be a generation of believers who experience the Lord's return. 2 Peter 3, 11b and 12. What sort of people ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be destroyed by burning and the elements will melt with intense heat? How many have had hopes to see the church come together in a manifestation of spiritual unity? Jesus prayed for this. Spiritually, we are risen and seated with the Messiah. This has already happened. Should we not believe that we will see this unity in the earth? Here is the record of his prayer. That they may all be one, even as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me. John seventeen twenty one. Note the outcome. It is upon the basis of this love forged in the fire that there is a promise of universal acknowledgement of Jesus' lordship. Let us hope for this. Let's have our lives conform to this hope, hope for the church. Our ultimate hope for the church is that at the return of the Lord, we will enter into realization of our experience of God's glory. His return is truly our blessed hope. I have hope for the church to become and experience all God has in mind. His promises and purposes will come to pass. Faithful is he who calls you, and he also will bring it to pass. 1 Thessalonians 5.24 now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Love and War is written and presented by David Harwood. The theme song is Skirmish from the album Spontaneous Combustion by Leonard Jones. 
David has written several books, including God's True Love and his latest, Hope Again, Strengthening the Anchor of Your Soul, which contains a collection of daily devotionals. You can find links to these and others by visiting loveofgodproject.org and clicking on the book section. If you'd like to reach out to David, you can go to our Facebook page, Love and War DH, or send an email to loveofgodproject at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and please remember to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends.